Ladies and gents, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Landlord Page podcast. And this week, excited this week because we've got soon to be the new host. Because me and mm. Mike are lonely when we're in here as a two. Sometimes we need a third wheel just to help us get through the episode. Councils are under pressure to meet housing numbers. Okay, they're, they're given a quote. So over the next 10 years, they've got to do, they've got to do X. So I think that it's not going to impact anything. It's, it's still going to go fast paced on developing it from, from scratch and creating these new sort of neighborhoods within, within the area. So excited to announce that Andrew Brown, this is a get to know you episode. We're going to find out all about you, get right stuck into exactly what people that are listening want to know. But first of all, are you Andrew or Andy to the listeners? So I prefer Andy. Yeah. I'm known by Andrew, but yeah, Andy preferably that would be uh that'd be better. Andrew's a little bit too too sort of posh. For, Andrew, Andrew for, to your mother. You know, Andy, Andy yeah. to everyone when else. And, Andrew when I'm naughty, <laughs> Andy when I'm not. Yeah, love that. So we're gonna get into your background in a second. I know uh, Mike, you've been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks for Patient, Andy. Impatiently, <laughs> as everybody knows, yeah. But so we brought Andy on um, within Avocado Property to absolutely change how our, our landlord offering and our, our lettings offering works. So comes with a huge history of different background options and working with landlords and developers as well. So it's a really exciting progression for Avocado Property and hopefully a lot of value onto the Landlord Page podcast as well. Absolutely. I'm sure there will be. And, and I mentioned off camera, one of the questions that I wanted to fire at you was, I'm interested to know how different the London rental market is in mm. comparison to the sort of home counties or outside of London. Because you could go London and then just outside, couldn't you? I know yeah. you could go north of the border and say that's a little bit different as well. But now you've had the background and experience in in a couple of different ways. But how different is it in London to the everywhere else? Very different yeah. um, in in regards to um, rental prices for 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 one sort of within when you're in sort of the London area you're obviously paying a premium for 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 any type of property compared to when you come further down down south so um yeah it's it's i mean for a two beds in in london you could be paying two thousand pounds for exactly the same property down down south you could be paying 1200 pounds it's just that type of type of market um i think with sort of applicants and tenants that you tend to find in london as well they tend to be uh, sort of your professional tenants, your tenants that are coming from overseas. Um, so yeah, they they don't mind paying the the the, the increased rental rental amount. Um, but yeah, and, and especially landlords as well. Landlords in in London, obviously their their properties are worth you know quite quite a bit more than what than what it would be down in 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 the south so again that sort of tends to to be what demands the the premium rent and it's obviously the area as well you know central london you got everything yeah. everything around you um so yeah it it is it is different um is it as crazy hustle and bustle as as you think for someone like me that's never worked in london i nearly did once yeah. actually but i didn't go for it in the end but for someone that hasn't and just visits every now and then because it's it's the anniversary with the wife or whatever and we're going to watch a show yeah. and have some dinner. But it does always feel like hectic. And I could just imagine working in it, especially as a letting agent. Yeah. It must be crazy. Busy. It is. It's it, it's crazy. You know, you got 
when, when you're there, everywhere is is busy. You know, it's never a dull moment in 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 central London. Um, everyone's doing something, and and it's just hectic, especially with with working as a letting agents as, as well. So you could have quite a lot of properties on on your stock register mm-hmm. because there's a lot there, and then you're just going in and out different different properties all of the time. You know, you your applicant database in in London is is vast. You know, and the applicants all going for the same property. Mm. It's 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 crazy. You could have fifty applicants to to one property. Sounds like what it's been like for the last year has been like that in London for the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say it's it's what it's becoming here, where mm. you have high earning professionals who are either choosing to rent or they're renting for specific reasons mm. now in this area because rents have. have blown up over the last two years we're almost seeing that same sort of attitude like you say 50 people to one property isn't unheard of in in the southeast now where you it used to be um Mm. and it used to be people either coming in on contract work or maybe moving out of home for the first time or people who couldn't afford to buy now quite often our tenants earn more than our landlords do yeah. Um, because of the specific reasons they're either investing in their business or mm. they're just long-term renters now mm. where 10 years ago or, or, or longer, that wasn't socially acceptable in the Southeast yeah. to be a long-term renter. You, it was weird. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, big change that we've seen, seen here since since COVID, maybe uh, one of those, another one of those ripples from London. Yeah, and I think that's the shift that you're seeing is that you know, everyone wanted to be in London before because you've got everything there. Everything was was going on. But, you know, if people see that actually if you come further down south and you were in Reading, you know, the trains get into London, fast Faster, train, 20, yeah. 23 minutes, 24, 24 minutes. You know, rentals in Reading compared to in London, you probably get a lot more for your money down Reading Reading way so people are starting to sort of slowly realize that and say what you know why am I in London when I can get a 24 minute train into would, London and and it would take save me money. longer to commute to Reading living 11 miles away mm. in 24 minutes on, on rush yeah. hour time yeah. than it would me living yeah, in Reading yeah. driving uh, yeah. Yeah. training it into London which is which is crazy but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good point to why that ripple's happening I think so talking about your London career then, yes. what year did you start in, in agency? So I started in agency February 2012. So coming up to, what, 11 years in, yeah. in the industry now. So I started off um, in Isleworth um, as a lettings consultant. Did you live in London then? Or? No. no okay. So I lived in um, Lightwater. Right. Sorry, wait. Um, so yeah, I started off in Isleworth letting uh, as a sales negotiator, sorry, um, and then did that for twelve months, and then I sort of looked at the lettings industry and thought, wow, there's so much, so much going on in the lettings in the letting side of side of the industry. You know, there's probably a lot more that you could learn on the letting side with regards to legislation elements um, and sort of process wise. You sort of got a lot more involvement because with lettings um you know you could progress a, a deal yourself instead of in sales that sales progressor might be dealing with that um 
so yeah, on the letting side of things, I decided to to make the switch and and go into the letting side of the business. Um, did negotiating, became a manager of, of of an office, then jumped into the support side, so dealing with the renewals of the tenancies, property management, tenancy management, licensing as as well, which which. Yeah, I'm surprised I got into because there's so much with with regards to licensing in in London that it's it's just crazy, um, and then worked my worked my way up. So is working for a, a London estate agent. Managed to get to sort of director level with the support functions of that business, um, then came down to 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 sort of southeast and in in the Woking area. I worked for another large estate agency down here. Um, looking over, uh, looking after six or seven offices, um, and sort of you know progressing the letting side of the business on on them. Um, so I'd like to think that I've got a vast knowledge of, of of lettings with the different sort of disciplines that I've been involved with, um, and sort of yeah can give that advice. To, 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 to landlords, to anyone really that's that's thinking about lettings mm. um, and having that all-round experience in, in different elements. Tell us about the reason why you moved out of London because I think that story is, is a powerful story. It's it's interesting and yeah. hopefully you won't mind sharing it. But, no. you know, it's very common in our industry, I think, especially for, for dads and I think mums have their own mm. scenario, their own problem, which is common in the industry, which is they build a career, they have a baby and then they can't get back in on yeah. any level of salary, which is which is a disaster, but it's different for the avocado mums that have come yeah. and started their own businesses. It's not an option elsewhere. But for dads that are in the same scenario, we get used to being agents and working six day weeks, sometimes seven mm. day weeks, long hours. You know, you kind of, you might even finish work, do the gym, get home, go to bed and repeat. It could yeah. be as simple as that, yeah. couldn't it? And then kids happen. And that's yeah. that's where things change, right? Yeah, that's that's where it changed for, for, for me. So I've got a, a six-year-old daughter now. Um, and mum works full-time as, as, as well. She's got a, a high position, um, you know, within a business in, in London. So we were both sort of, flat out at, at work doing the doing the hours and um with our daughter we had to sort of rely on after school club breakfast club have to rely on 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 parents looking after looking after the little one as well and sometimes i wouldn't get home till nine ten o'clock at night you know from from london um and i, I, I the whole thing that started it off for me you know, moving from London, coming back down to where I am locally is, is my daughter. I remember my daughter turning around to me and said, Daddy, I never see you. You never see me doing, you know, reading or writing or playing games or, or anything like that. So that's what made the change for me because family is the most important thing. Yeah. So and, and you never want to miss those moments, especially with your kids, because those are the memories that you're going to have and that you're going to take away with yeah. with with you so and you want to create those mem memories for your kids as 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 well you know you want them to go to school and say i was with my daddy last night you know we did x x y and z yeah so that's the reason why i why i transitioned from from london back down it's it's better work life work life balance you've got to be there at every opportunity for 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 your kids um 
you know, my the 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 mum is still flying high in 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 London, um, but she's you know thinking the same thing as me. She did do, she doesn't want to miss those those moments either. Yeah. So it's a complete change where you know before you thought I've you know I've got to work flat out to get somewhere to 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 get where you want to be. But look, it's it's it's, it's modern times now. You don't you don't need to do that. You know, like I said, family is the most important thing. You and you've got to make time for for your family and whatever you need to do to to do that. You've got to you've got to do. You've got to take the jump. It's scary, yeah. but you know the benefits of it outweigh anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a real key lesson for the industry because mm. it is. I think it's getting better. I mean, when I started, it was. It was like pretty much eight till seven. Yeah. Pretty much every Saturday. Now I think in most agencies it's then most of them are finishing at mm. six or half yeah. six latest. Um and a lot of them are doing way less weekends than than what we all used to, you know, a decade, two yeah. decades ago when we started. So I think it's getting better. But yeah, it's um it's good to have you on board. It's good to have you yeah, and your opinion as well on, on yeah. the podcast. So I think what we want to talk about a little bit now as well is, you know, what have you done for the last 12 months? Are you talking before you were sort of the back yeah. end making the processes work? Now you've been kind of going after and, and having conversations and meetings with more developers and things like that as well. Big, yeah. big investors. Yeah. So over the last 12 months, I was, I was regional director. Um, yeah. Where I was looking after the six, seven offices, but sort of made the move into more of a build to rent sector role. So a PRS director, so dealing with developers, investors um, that are building these multi-unit, you know, places where majority of it's professionals that, that, that sort of rent these units. But in these units, you've got concierge, you've got gyms, you've got barbecue areas, you've got you know cinema rooms in in some of them and really that that is looking to take off over the next two or three years you know more developers building these building these sites um you know you could get 300 400 units in in these sites and that's sort of the way that it's going that these developers are going to do you're going to get a lot of interest from applicants because professional applicants especially because they want a place like that because they've got everything on on sounds site cool. like, yeah really i mean cool. it's, it sounds brilliant yeah. you know it's, it's it's amazing some of this stuff that you see and when you speak to these developers and the plans that they've got um it's just incredible mm. it's incredible what they what they do so when i sort of looked into that and made the switch into dealing with this area um yeah, it was amazing to see what they do, the way that it's going, and dealing with these with these multi multi units. I just had an interest, yeah. an interest in it. Um, and there's there's like I said, it's it's going to take off. There's going to be a big market for it. So as an agent, you want to be in, involved with that for two two reasons. Because obviously, one is providing that housing there and normally there the the rent levels on on these are quite reasonable mm -hmm. in in many of these um developments they provide um affordable housing as as well so giving something back um, to try and meet the housing demands of, of of the local councils um and obviously dealing with these developers there's big business yeah. there, there there as well so um yeah it's it's a lot different to what you would do for a normal letting 
because there's a lot more involvement, a lot more, you, you know, you've got to get involved with planning permission, um, you know, signage, you know, all of all of that around the around the site, which is not something you really do on a normal on a normal let. So it builds up your knowledge of of, of the industry. And, and like I said, it's it's taken off. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really a, a massive talked about thing a couple of years yeah. ago, but now because everyone, you know, is talking about housing demand and all of that sort of stuff. These these developments are going up quick, and they're all being rented quick. Yeah, there's a massive demand. A lot of it's been in the, in the change of planning for commercial to mm. residential uh, development has, has allowed yeah. it to sort of open up to these investors yeah. and developers. I'm interested to know if you think it's it's a two paced market because if I look at these developments in mm. London, and if anyone's been to Wembley in the last two, three years, you'll see how went, and, or, or, and you went 10 years ago, for example, you had the stadium, a retail park and a couple of stations and yeah. just wasteland around mm. Wembley. Whereas now you walk down Wembley way and it's just 25 story towers yeah. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And a huge percentage of those are built to rent. And as you say, it's concierges, it's swimming pools, it's gyms, mm. it's, uh, apps for the residents to get together and co-work families and, as well like, like yeah, weather, yeah weatherproofed parks and things like yeah, that yeah exactly yeah. so so there's a real purpose behind them to to, to create a a local neighborhood mm. um is that going to ripple out because what I see in the southeast and outside of London at the moment is potentially, well, we've got this office building, we can convert it and rent it, mm. and that's maybe the end of the thinking. It's not. It's not at the same level of yeah. thinking as it is in London. Do you think it's too paced, or have I got the wrong impression? No, I mean, I, th I think you know, with the commercial units converting it to residential, obviously that's quite an easy thing to do because you just can just convert it, and there's not really a lot of outgoing costs to do that it's still a massive cost to it but that doing that compared to a cost of building it from from scratch it's obviously it's obviously massive but i think with the sort of areas that we've got of land that are doing nothing okay so every councils are under pressure to meet housing numbers okay they they're given a quota over the next 10 years they've got to do they've got to do x so i think that it's not going to impact anything. It's it's still going to go fast pace on developing it from from scratch and creating these new sort of neighbourhoods within within the area. Um, so I can't see a massive difference on on that. I still think that it's going to. You think we'll see the quality that they're producing? I think so. Inside the M25, outside the M25. I think so. I think it'll I think come so. from the international investment. Yeah, I think you know that. The, the likes of your national developers that maybe are not not looking at it, maybe a little bit more archaic in their, mm. their thought, which is, you know, we can build that townhouse for 87 grand wherever we are in the country, do more in the south, make a nice 30, 40% margin yeah. on, on, on the residential sale of it. But I think the international investment funding builders to go and do it, which is potentially what's happened in London with yeah. international investing businesses, I think that's that's definitely something that we're likely to see. And I think then once you've, once you've not exhausted, but once the opportunity in London has been 
has been taken advantage of, which yeah. maybe is underway at the moment, then you start to look at your ripples. Then you start to look at your yeah. Reddings and you start to look at your Birmingham's and you start to look at the Manchester's and the Liverpool's. And if you keep it down south and you look at things, you look at places like Brighton and, mm. and areas like that where it's just, you know, maybe people rippling outside of a really strong university yeah. Yeah. into that type of rental property because that that would be perfect you were talking the other day about um was it a one or a two bed flat above like a fish and chip shop in the back end stairs you know like the old school yeah yeah parade of shops yeah. and you got a couple of flats above and it was 1200 quid yeah yeah it's like, phenomenal <laughs> just just blows your mind like you're living above i don't know it might have i don't know what it was above it might have been either an indian restaurant a herbie's or a or a pizza hut i don't know what What's better or worse? <laughs> Something's being ordered yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, is the the old the old fashioned maze net with a metal staircase and 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 in in the Reading postcode is twelve hundred pounds a month to rent. So yeah. does does a margin a wild margin like the new house builders are, are seeing mm. of 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 ability to go in and put something quality up and charge a fair amount over yeah. that in order to in order to get their return back definitely yeah but you see all of you know i I, when i was dealing with um developers in in my previous role they they were talking about what they plan on doing where they're getting these sites what they're going to create so their motivation is there to create these super amazing buildings where again it's got 200 300 units in bang in the center of everywhere close close by to everything mm-hmm. so that they will be doing that so you're just going to see an increase in what they're doing you know other other companies that you see you know you see these news articles on build to rent where they've just done an agreement for 150 million pounds to create this you know four four different stories of yeah. units and in that you've got you know, Starbucks coffee and and all of that sort of stuff. So you're still going to have that quality there. Um, And yeah, they're just going to keep, keep going with it. That's what I said. Every bit of land you see will probably have a building on it, you know, over the next X amount of X amount of years. Well, there's enough, there's enough land to go on. I can't remember the stat. It's Andy Mead that deals with the new homes element of things for, for avocado, but I'm sure he said something along the lines of, 2% 2% of the land is covered by golf courses and 1% by residential his, homes. Yeah, his favourite is that yeah. there's more golf course, more 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 land is built on by golf courses than, than properties in the UK. So whilst we have our population constraints compared yeah. to other countries, it's a bit of a myth that there isn't any space left. Yeah. yeah, you can see it when you go, I drove to Leicester this week and I'd say it's a two and a half hour drive and it would probably two hours and 10 minutes of it was driving on the motorway <laughs> with land left and right yeah. of me and, and not a lot else. I saw yeah. the sheep and that was it really. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, as, as people can tell that's listening, we're going to be able to cover loads with having you as a, as another host of the show. We've got some awesome people lined up in, in coming weeks as well. We've got people talking about um, physical health and um, almost using food and different types of things around business to be at optimum performance. We've got someone covering that. We've got a land consultant coming in that's going to be talking about what's going on with the land market at the moment and some new um, opportunities that are arriving in the land market as well. We've got someone coming down that's going to be a specialist in the Stevenage area. And we're going to talk about Stevenage as a spotlight investing town because uh, we feel that ripples 
very similar to a lot of the towns that we've seen real good successes for, mm. for buy to let landlords in as well. So there's a couple of episodes that are coming up. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Andy. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They agents have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.